Performance art is also a type of art, and sometimes artwork reflects a generation. Welcome back to Midnight O2 Season Three, Episode Two. This is your host Amy. How was your day? How was your week? Well, for me, a lot of things have happened, and I had a lot of great conversations with my friends outside of work and just in life in general. I came up with the topic today, as you saw. This is about me as an artist, and when I was an art student. Doing different kind of exhibitions in Seattle, I just want to talk briefly about art and just share my interest and share my perspectives with you today. I'm not gonna go deeply into art history today, but then there's one project that I thought was really cool that I wanted to bring up. But before I bring up my own project, I kind of want to give you a little bit of background information about myself and why I study art in the beginning. I double majored in English creative writing and in visual arts, and for that visual arts major, I clearly remember me walking into this like counseling office of art department, and that was the day I sat down. I talked to the counselor. I was like, um, I think I'm interested in applying for this interdisciplinary visual arts major, and we call it IVA. At UW, so I'll just call it IVA, and you know what I'm talking about. So I I told the counselor that I wanted to do IVA major, as well as English major, and at that time I already took like one or two art classes that were like the beginning levels, and I got a really good score in it, and I had pretty good work with samples and everything. So the counselor looked at my grades and GPAs and all the work that I've done in art class, and she saw this like, <laughs> this is quite embarrassing. She said,、mm, "You took chemistry classes outside of English and arts. I wonder why." And then, for those who know me, I'm really bad at chemistry, so I I I work so hard. <laughs> I studied so hard on chemistry, but it just didn't work for me, and I didn't like it. I don't know why I took it, but that's how I met my partner. Though I'm I'm glad I took it, but at that time I just talked to the counselor. I wanted to do art, and she looked at me. She was like, "I think you belong here," and that was the first time I felt like I think I'm home. It's the same feeling that English counselor gave me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing! Is this?" Is this like a way to like a new world or something? So actually, I I always love art since I was a kid. Growing up, I love drawing. I love different kind of creating. I will always go like shopping and look past every single like window design, and I'll be like, I think there's something off with that window design. And I'll tell my friends and tell my family. I will I want to adjust this, and I always have things to say about wall installation, about art exhibitions, and just a lot of things. Those just interest me. They grab my attention, always. And then, but then, as an Asian, as an Asian, I don't know if this is. <laughs> Correct. Is it okay for me to say?、It? And in my family, growing up as an Asian kid, it was really hard to convince my parents that I love art and art is useful and art is important in my family. Just my personal experience. And in middle school and high school, I already chose music out of everything. So on top of all the quote unquote academics, 
I chose music rather than art, though I loved art, but I couldn't do English, music, and art all at once. So at that time, I only chose choir, playing the piano, and just singing in general. But I was always secretly envious of my friends who were doing art and who was having like art class and everything. So when I got the chance in college, I decided I want to take art. And I, I didn't tell anybody that I did that. <laughs> but I did. And after like two art classes, I really felt for everything in the art department. I just thought, oh my gosh, this is a way for me to express myself in a different way outside of words, outside of writing, outside of poetry. It's different. And I want to talk to you today about one specific project that I did. It has to do with a famous piece in the art history. For those who know and understand art history, you would definitely have heard of this artwork. It is called the cut piece, and it's done by a Japanese artist called Yoko Ono. She was an artist that was born in 1933, and this is a performance art that happened in 1964. And I want to briefly read you a paragraph. This is a paragraph on MoMA Learning, and I will link the link below. So if you're interested in reading more, you could go over there. And I just want to give you a brief intro before I go into my project, because my project later on is another creation based on this artwork. So I just want to give you a little bit of reference. Okay, here we go. In Cut Piece, one of Yoko Ono's early performance works, the artist sat alone on a stage, dressed in her best suit, with a pair of scissors in front of her. The audience had been instructed that they could take turns approaching her and use the scissors to cut off a small piece of her clothing, which was theirs to keep. Some people approached hesitantly, cutting a small square, cutting a small square of fabric from her sleeve or the hem of her skirt. Others came boldly, snipping away the front of her blouse over the straps of her bra. One remained motionless and expressionless throughout, until, at her discretion, the performance ended. In reflecting upon the experience recently, the artist said, When I do the cut piece, I get into a trance, so I don't feel too frightened. We usually give something with a purpose, but I wanted to see what they would take. There was a long silence between one person coming up and the next person coming up. And I said, it's fantastic, beautiful music. You know, ba-ba-ba, cut, ba-ba-ba, cut. Beautiful poetry, actually. So, Ono debuted cut piece in Kyoto in 1964, and it has since reprised it in Tokyo, New York, London, and most recently Paris in 2003. It is the realization of what she calls a score, a set of written instructions that when followed a result, an action, event, performance, or some other kind of experience. As with most of her work, which also encompasses music, poetry, film, sculpture, installation, paintings, and events, the participation of others is often key. Equally conceptual and physical, cut piece relies upon audiences' willingness to interpret and follow the instructions outlining their role. Though participatory art is now more common, Ono was among its pioneers. In works like Cut Piece, she invites viewers to become agents in the creation of art.
So that was a basic introduction of the work cut piece, and a lot of people interpreted it in different ways, and they gave different explanations to this work. And I was in this filming class that I was trying to learn Adobe Premiere and trying to do different kind of video editing. And then my art professor asked us to get into groups, asked us to recreate different kind of works, and just film different kind of things. So I had this idea because I just finished art history like the semester before that class. I told my classmates and groupmates basically, let's do an artwork based on the cut piece, but let's switch the genders to see what would happen. So of course my fellow classmates, they all knew this artwork as an art student. They were at first really scared and afraid. We had three girls, including me and one guy. In this group, and we were just talking about, hey, you should be the person. Let's switch the gender. So since Yoko Ono was a female, let's have the male student be the center of this artwork and have us as the female or just random audiences outside of this context to do the cutting part. And we agreed on this. So the project started, and I'll tell you how everything went. For the first draft, we had everything in the classroom, so we all met up on a Saturday early morning in an art classroom. And he was just wearing a shirt that he didn't want, and we filmed the entire thing. And we had a scissor. We made everything really dramatic, like how it's supposed to be on a stage and like a theater vibe. There was a stage, and he was in the center, and he was being motionless. Without showing any facial expression, like how Yoko Ono was doing, the instruction was cut a piece and take the piece with you, like how Yoko Ono was doing. But this is a little bit different. We understand because at that time we didn't have that many people. It was just our groupmates. So me and two other girls, we were taking turns to cut and to see how we would feel. In terms of this context, understanding that this is a performance art, but in a way that was set up and in a way that was instructed. So we filmed everything, and I just have to be honest with you. At that time, all three of us felt very, very awkward, and we felt very weird about everything. We were questioning ourselves, like. Why are we doing this? Why did I even bring this up? And our male artist classmate was just sitting there. He was like, "Just cut it, just cut it." Before everything started, he was like, "Don't worry, just cut it." Like how how we discussed. But when everything started, we felt extremely uncomfortable. And my two other female classmates, they were afraid to take the scissor. They tried to cut like the piece of cloth that is far away from his face and far away from his body parts. They only cut coin-sized piece of clothing, and at that point, it was taking forever. There were just three of us, and then I decided I wanted to see what would happen. So after a while, I clearly remember there was this breaking point. And Yoko Ono's piece, when a person came up on the stage, and he cut through the cloth and made the skin show even more, and that was the point when a lot of people came up more and more and more willing to cut. And I was like, "Let's see what will happen." So I took the scissor. I forced myself to cut through a huge piece of his clothing, 
so his shoulder was showing like bare skin. And I just have to be honest with you, I felt extremely, uh, I felt really awkward and I was kind of like shaking. I just didn't feel comfortable doing that. But after I did it, his face was motionless without any facial expression, like he was an object, kind of like that. I didn't know what to think of it, but afterwards, I made that cut that showed most of his skin. The two other girls were more comfortable cutting his clothes, even though they were still cutting little pieces of it. That was one of my observations of this. And we recorded everything and we had this all filmed up and we submitted this work. And then during the class discussion, we all talked about this. So this was years ago when I was still in an art classroom. And then our art professor was like, why don't you guys do this all over again, but doing in a bigger context? And you know, at that point, I was just like, oh my gosh, well, how are we going to make this work? How are we going to take this one step further? So as, as you know, I went to UW in Seattle. It's a huge, big school, big school and research university. There are a lot of people who went to UW with me. <laughs> Our art professor was like, why don't you guys just do it at the Red Square and see people's reactions in general? So people walking past, maybe they could participate as well. So that was the idea and that was our next step. One week later, we all gather up and this happened in the worst weather possible. Actually, nah, it was just another day in Seattle. <laughs> It was raining, of course. So instead of doing it on a red square, which was a place where students walk, walk past and go to classes, we did it near the red square, but it was still a public space in front of um, a building and students will walk by in between classes and bricks. So this is what happened. We made a sign, it says cut a piece of cloth and take it with you. And we wrote the cut, like C-U-T, this word in huge, bold red. So people would know. Imagine the guy was sitting there on a chair and then one girl was holding the sign in a bigger word, bigger font that says cut a cloth and take it with you. And we recorded the entire thing. So three girls, one guy, and we were just looking at it and trying to make it work. What happened next was that people were ignoring us. People would walk by and they were like, what are these people doing? Are they kind of like, huh, what major are they? They must be crazy people. Why are they doing that? So people were raining and people were rushing, trying to get to classes. Nobody really came up and did anything, but some people took photos and videos of us doing the sign. I bet they posted it on like Snapchat or something like, oh my God, look at these weird college students. Oh, but there were college professors. They walked by and they were like, um, what is this all about? And can you explain what this is? And so I'm not supposed to explain anything or at all, because given the written instruction, Yoko Ono didn't explain anything at that point on the spot. Therefore, after they did the cut, if they chose to, you know, I, we didn't force anybody to do things that they didn't want. So I talked to the college professor on the side so other people wouldn't have listened. 
if they haven't cut the piece yet. So I talked to the college professor who just walked, happened to walk by. I was like, yeah, this is an inspired work from Yoko Ono's cut piece. And surprising, surprisingly, the college professor was like, oh yeah, I've heard of that, like from art history. Although I'm not an artist myself, but I've known of it. I know of it. And it's really cool that you guys are doing this. This is really cool. You guys should put it on YouTube. And I definitely want it. I want to see the footage, and I want to know what people's reactions are. So he was genuinely pretty interested, and in and that was one of the people that actually talked to us about it. And other students were just like, okay, like other guys were like, uh, why are you guys cutting a clothes? Like trying to cut this guy's clothes. But then there were some other girls who saw it was the girl who was like you know raising the sign that says cut piece right. There are mostly girls who are more willing to come up to us and take the scissor and cut a piece with them. And afterwards, they were just like, yeah, like some people just cut and without saying anything. And some people stayed to watch a little bit, but it's more. It's more realistic. Basically, more people participated, and it was easier for us to see people's reactions and to recreate a kind of inspired work from Yoko Ono's. So that one worked really well, in a way, because there are still people who are very confused, and we felt really bad for the friend slash classmate. He ended up like being half naked. Like his top top of the body was like the cut shirt, and he was really cold. <laughs> We feel really bad for him because, you know, he had to be the one doing it, and other people were also looking at him and taking photos and videos of him while we were doing that. So, I don't know how you feel after me sharing this story with you. I just want to tell you the reaction afterwards. In class, the art discussion. Our art professor was intrigued by everybody's reactions slash our work, the production as a final video. We kind of recorded the everything and we added and edited different kind of cutting sounds into the video. So in the end, it was kind of dramatic, but we didn't make it dramatic on purpose. I like to believe that the performance art itself is separate from the video work on its own. This is why I'm not linking it at this moment, because it was years ago, and I would want to get people's approval if I were to link it again, you know. But I, I think I have the right to share the story with you because it's a context and a conceptual thing that I'm bringing up here. I like to see it as a two different ways and methods of showing this work and recreating an inspired work. From Yoko Ono's cut piece, because this piece on its own, it had a lot of controversial topics, issues. People were talking about it in different ways, and we're really open to different discussions. So, if you have anything that you want to say about what we did or this work or just your ideas in general, please let me know and let's talk about it. I just wanted to share everything with you at this moment. This is one of the craziest projects that I've done as an art student when I was in Seattle. So yeah, that was it. So now looking back to it, I'm just wondering if this were to happen in a different country in a different setting, but still on a college campus, would this get on the news? Let's say if this were to happen in Japan and Taiwan, and today the person in 
the clothing being cut is a girl like Yoko Ono or a different guy or in a different race, would that play into an impact? I don't know. I'm just throwing all these questions out here for you to think about it with me. Just what if it's a different race or a different gender? Do you think things would matter or would things be different? And how does that work and how does that change the meaning of the original performance art? And I'm throwing all these questions out here for us to brainstorm together. To you, what does it mean for a performance artist to do all these in the public space? And do you think this should even be allowed on a college campus? Let's say if we were to do this in downtown Seattle, in downtown Miami, or in New York, what would happen? What do you think will happen? Is this dangerous? Should we not have done this? They're just all different kind of factors and things that we were considering, and I think we should consider. If you're not an artist, you probably think that this is really meaningless. But for us, I think as an artist, this is something for us to think about. As a closing thought, I just want to say outside of visually pleasing artwork in the museums that are carefully framed and put, performance art is also a type of art. And sometimes artwork reflects a generation. It reflects a society. It reflects how human beings are functioning. And another closing thought, I just want to say to me, I believe that artwork is a representation of a society at a certain moment of time. It documents and it reflects and it challenges human beings in general to move forward and to overcome barriers all are reflected by art and the experience of art. So by the artists and the audiences who are participating in the form of artwork. That's the meaning of artwork that I believe. And that was a thought for you. And again, let me know what you think of today's episode. This is quite different. For the first time, I talk about artwork, but I would like to talk more about art in general. So please, I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Either you could DM me on AHC Poetry or you could write your story, share your story, as always. My email, again, is ahcpoetry at gmail.com. ahcpoetry at gmail.com. And I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about art and in general. Or you could comment below on this episode or leave me a comment, leave me a review. Those are meaningful to me and they mean a lot and they motivate me to keep doing what I'm doing. So thanks again for listening and tuning into Midnight O2. This is your host, Amy. I will see you next week. Good night.